Amen. Amen. Hope College, you can be seated. Give it up for the worship team leading us this morning. So grateful for their time and energy and sacrifice to lead us every week. Uh, I want you to say hello to our guest preacher, Dr. Quoniquia Day. Give it up for her. She came all the way. Y'all say that with me. Get, get the hand motion. All the way from Boston, Massachusetts. And it is a, it's a bit warmer here today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus lives. Uh, and she is an Old Testament uh, instructor and also teaches biblical Hebrew at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Would you give it up one more time as she prepares to preach? Amen. Bokatov. That's how we say good morning. In Hebrew, shalom, his peace. Thank God for Reverend Ellis and all the Hope College folks who've been so hospitable. I do have something to share, and I won't be long. The title of my sermon is Why Wait? 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long would you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 3 through 5. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he, became, when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. Amen. David was anointed king about 15 years before he became king. It's a very interesting passage because it reminds us that sometimes you have to wait for the promises that God has made to you. And sometimes it's hard to wait because we want what we want and we want it now. You ever get a microwave that doesn't work as powerful as another microwave and you have to set it like longer because it doesn't go as fast as the other one? You still get the popcorn, but it took an extra minute. It's very irritating. We just want what we want. But when it comes to ministry, we're going to have to learn to wait on the Lord. David could have forced his way to be king once he was anointed to be king. He could have said, I'm going to go seize the kingdom. I'm going to go to Saul. I'm going to let him know that I'm, I'm the next king. But he decides to wait. He does not plot and scheme to advance what he knows is the promise of God. And we don't have to plot and scheme to get ahead to fulfill God's promises. You don't have to get a better grade than someone in order for God to use you. Some of my best teaching assistants are students who have not received an A in Hebrew. But they have been called to do what they've been called to do, and they've waited, and God is using them. We don't have to plot and scheme. God will do exactly what he said he would do. If he makes a promise, he's a promise keeper. It's not the, that group of men that came up with promise keepers. It's God that came up with promise keepers. He is the promise keeper. If he speaks a word, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 11, it cannot return void. Therefore, once he speaks it, it is done. 
Your confidence does not have to be in your professor, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your pastor, whomever. Your confidence has to be in God. Because when he says it, he will do it. And so God said to David he would do it, and certainly he did it. The centurion says in Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 to Jesus, just speak the word and I will believe that my servant is healed. We have to have that type of faith. We don't need to take shortcuts or schemes to get ahead. One day my dad said to me, he's, my dad's dead now, but he's Muslim. He remember he said, and I was working on my dissertation, he said, I was working on something and I was trying to take a shortcut. I was trying to get ahead. I'm working on it. He's on the phone. He says, you know, there are no shortcuts in life. He doesn't know what I'm doing. I'm working on my dissertation. And I said, yeah, yeah, dad. And he says, you know, there are no shortcuts in life. I'm like, yeah, 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 dad. And then he said, there are no shortcuts in life. I just put the pen down and I said, Lord, I hear you. From my Muslim father, because he, God can use whomever he chooses to speak to you. And when you're going to do what God wants you to do, you have to not only wait, but you have to have a listening ear for whoever God chooses to use to speak his word to you. So what can we learn from this story of David waiting 15 years? In life, when we have to wait, it's going to build up our spiritual strength. We, won't, we don't want to avoid the process of waiting because you need spiritual strength. This is a day of dark days. There are a lot of bad things going on. And the problem with the church is that we don't have enough spiritual strength. We're strong in other areas, but we don't have enough spiritual strength. We don't endure well. We don't have good faith. We don't trust God like we need to. You need spiritual strength. And that comes from waiting on God. That comes from going through trials. David had to fight with Goliath during the wait. He had to deal with Saul chasing him down during the wait. He made some mistakes during the wait. But those things made him who he is. And when God speaks to you, even if you're waiting, you have to be willing to develop the spiritual strength so that when you get to the place that he has for you to be, you can hold on to what he's given to you. You won't fail because he'll hold you. So we can learn from David's walk and how he waited by developing spiritual strength. God builds us up because he wants us to be strong. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by God's spirit, and we need his spiritual strength. Number two, we can learn to trust God. We need to develop our own testimony, and the only way you get your testimony of what God can do is by walking with God. You can't keep testifying of someone else's testimony. My testimony is my testimony. Your testimony is your testimony, and those things will build you up. While you're waiting, you develop trust in God. I never forget during my journey, I went to the doctor one day, had tingling in my left hand, and it just wouldn't go away. And I thought they must have pricked my arm some sort of way. I found out that I had multiple sclerosis. I had MS. So the doctor just said, well, just go home and, you know, give me a piece of paper and say, you know, talk to, talk to your loved ones. And I said, well, good God, I got MS. That's the advice I get. But I trust God. 
And so I kept on enduring. I kept on walking. I kept doing the thing that God said that he had called me to do no matter what the issue was. When you trust God, when you keep walking with God as you're waiting, you will develop your own testimony of what God can do. And it's been, I don't know how many years, 15 years later, I look strong, don't I? I can walk with heels. I don't fall. I can teach. That is the Lord who has preserved me. And when you decide to wait on the Lord, you will get a testimony of what he can do. You need a testimony. You need to be able to tell somebody what God can do when you trusted him. I know I'm preaching. I know I am. Get my offering. I know. I know. Because I feel it. It's my testimony. Because I've had to wait. I've received a promise, and I've had to wait. Number three, promises take time. Abraham and Sarah had to wait for their Isaac. Sometimes things take time. Moses waited for 40 years before he started his ministry back in Egypt. Some things take time. It does not mean that God hasn't spoken to you. It does not mean that it's not going to come to pass. It just means that you have to develop during that time. Finally, a delayed promise is not a denied promise. Learn to wait on God. Why do we wait? We wait because we need spiritual strength. We need to learn to trust God. And promises take time. Ultimately, it is God's will we are trying to accomplish and not our own. That is why we wait. God bless you. Let's let's pray. Let's pray before you go. I know you're going to class. You need prayer. Father, I thank you for this body of of people who love you. I pray that you'd bless them. Not my blessing, but I pray that you bless them, that you keep them, that you go ahead of them, that you give them great success, cause them to prosper, cause them to do well on exams, cause them to do well on papers. God, give them favor with their instructors that they may have great success and know that you are real. In Jesus' name, amen.